0: you protect what you love. Hunting is a life, not a lifestyle, it's a life.
1: As hunters to show people how great of a job we're doing for conservation, providing for ourselves, all the things you and I understand.
0: I think you kind of owe it to the animal that you're hunting to be as prepared as possible. You know, as I get older, I appreciate the laughs and the time and the experience. Hey guys, so before we start the show today, I wanna take just a minute to tell y'all about the Primo's Hunting YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out yet, you need to. It has all kinds of good stuff on it. It has past seasons of Primo's Truth About Hunting. It has how-to videos on calls and different products. It has hunting tips and tactics on just about any kind of hunting. Elk, whitetail, waterfowl, turkeys, predator, you name it, and it's on there. There's food plot instructionals. And then one of the most exciting things we're doing on there now is called Primo's Originals. For years, we've had people ask us to upload videos of the old days from back in the VHS days. We're doing that now. So just go to YouTube, go to the search bar, and type in Primo's Hunting. Should be the first channel to pop up. So go on there. Subscribe and start streaming the language right to your smartphone, your laptop, or whatever you have. So for now, hope you enjoy the show. Jeremiah's House of Pain. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing, man. Just getting in from the evening hunt.
1: Yeah, y'all, y'all see anything?
0: Uh, so get this, actually, um, I didn't. We saw. I saw a lot of deer, um, but most, all, every deer I saw was like. None of them were older than two and a half years old. They're all young ones. I did. I saw one mature doe, but she was like a hundred yards down the little lane, and she crossed real quick. But uh, the story of the night is Brad. We got back to the skinning shed, and Brad came in, said he'd shot the biggest white-tailed doe he had ever shot in his life. She weighed 186 pounds. Wow! Crazy
1: that's
0: huge <laughs> yeah like our average
1: I mean, I mean i've seen i've seen big ones in like the midwest but for where you're at like the swamp deer that's a big deer
0: oh goodness dude like uh the average though is probably like around 100 110 like we killed a 125 pounder the other night and thought she was big right yeah it's crazy that's yeah.
1: good eating meat right there
0: that's why i said I said, man can you imagine how long those back straps are going to be
1: oh gosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say a good i mean i'm just gonna guesstimate two and a quarter inches oh yeah two two feet quarter inch yeah uh no that's gonna be yeah and they're gonna be it's gonna be like a mature buck on those yeah so they will be real thick Those those are the ones that you french
0: out yeah dude i'm so. so excited we're uh we're cooking those tomorrow those french cuts that you taught me how to do
1: Oh yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's, you're never gonna want to just cut a strap out ever again.
0: Yeah, everyone. It's got everyone's attention because um, I told everyone I was doing it, and then they saw it, and they're like, "What did you do?" I was like, "Man, I, I got a I, well. I tried to tell them that I knew how to do it myself. They knew that was a lie. So then I showed them. <laughs> then, then I showed them the video that you put on your Instagram. They're like, "Oh, you know." So
1: well, it's funny. It's funny because I was talking to someone on Monday, this other Wild Game Chef, and. He's been in the business for gosh, thirty years, and uh, he was sitting there. He goes, he's like, man, it's pretty funny. He goes, I'm sitting there watching you do that video, going, he, you know, he's like, I remember three years ago when you started doing it, and everyone was was calling you crazy. He's like, now everyone's Instagram is a uh, French dot racks. Yeah. He goes, he's like, he's like, even like the top people, like the big dogs. I go, yeah, and they've all called me, and you know, Shane. Shane Dorian, hey, how do you French that out? Send me a out too. <laughs> I go. That's why I just threw it up there. I go. But I go. He's like, you know, are you mad people are doing? I was like, no, heck no, man. I go. Everything I put up is because I want people, just like hearts, livers, and kidneys, man. When I started doing that, I, I had the everyone in the industry call me a, a nut job, and now everyone's like posting heart pictures and eating heart and liver and kidneys. I'm like, I could care less.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I didn't. If, I didn't even tell you that I I kill, um I tried Elkhart for the first time this year because of you. It's yeah. Ridiculous!
1: It's delicious. Yeah,
0: and I was like, dude, we've I have not been using this. It was good. It was really good.
1: Yeah, and especially if you, I mean, I love slow smoking it, and so it just melts. But as I look at you, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I don't. I could care less who, how, or why, as long as people stop leaving crap in the in the in the field. But I'm actually gonna. I'm looking at. I've been researching doing some some studies on how to make some dog treats yeah so this this year in texas after we, i'm doing that class next week right and so i got 18 18 animals lined up to shoot but i'm gonna save the esophaguses from every single one of them really and i'm gonna dry them out for for doc to have dog treats because yeah. i'm like why are you gonna go i mean you can go to the pet shop and get an esophagus from a cow yeah and it's like 18 bucks right I go why are we throwing away this esophagus? So I'm going to do some research and figure out how to how to dry it properly and do do like a low smoke on it. Yeah. But I was like, man, if I can do that, and he could chew on like again, something that I'm not throwing away.
0: Yeah. So. Dude, if you can do that and then put it up cuz then I'm going to do the same thing for Knox.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man. Well, yeah, we we'll to we'll have to do a little thing especially for you guys. Be like, hey, check out what Primo's is doing.
0: Yeah. Dude, uh, how's Doc doing? He doing good?
1: Yeah, he's he's Stupid smart man. It's hard.
0: Yeah, man. I see, You know, cause Knox is up there at Masio Kennels with Mr. Bill and Riley, and uh he was up there all elk season. He's still up there right now. And uh, I sent you that video the other day yeah. when we were texting. And uh he like like you he said, he's just, he's so smart, man. Like he's so smart.
1: Yeah, Doc. The guy down here won't won't start helping until they're nine months old. Gotcha. Uh, he's just like he's like they're labs. Let them be puppies. And so he gave me a bunch of. Tips and tricks, but I mean, he'll sit just like Knox, man. He'll sit there next to me until I tell him to go get the the decoy. And the other day, I put out like three decoys, and then I threw one right in the middle of it. Man, he picked out the exact one and brought it back to me. Yeah, like, yeah, like, perfect. Those so. do-
0: those dogs are something, man. I tell here's my like here's like my, where my mind is right now. Like just because like our whole me and you knowing each other started because of those two puppies. like right. I don't know how yet, but. We need to take those dogs out together, duck hunting. Like, that needs to happen. Like, oh,
1: 110. percent Like, absolutely
0: needs to happen. Like that. Dude,
1: I was, I was out of the – we have this training area down by us where you can go in the ponds and stuff like that. It's it's about 45 minutes away, but there's a ton of guys out there because it's duck season, right? So, they're, right. All, they're all training other old dogs. I'm not kidding you. I don't know what he is, but, man, he is the fastest dog out there. <laughs> Hand, hands down, any other dog. And everyone's yeah. like – what is he mixed with? I go nothing, dude. He's just a, he's just a red lab. They're yeah. like, no, no, no. What is he like?
0: They're like labs
1: don't run that fast. I go yeah. well, maybe it's that maybe it's that British lab, you know, yeah. like he's those got, long skinny legs. He's
0: got some greyhound in him somewhere <laughs> or something. Yeah,
1: and, and he won't stop. Like he'll like I'll take him out to the park and I undo his leash. Yeah, I'm not kidding. He'll run. He'll run a thousand miles an hour for like five minutes and then come yeah. sit next to me, ready like ready to play. And I'm like, all right, let's throw your duck. So. <laughs> That's fun, yeah, but, dude. Yeah, next next season when they. In season, we have definitely gotta figure out we where we can meet halfway. I mean, I know we can, I know we can meet in Texas. That's about halfway for us.
0: Yeah, hundred dude, hundred percent. Like, gotta happen. Um, so. but honestly, so honestly, that's like a perfect. You know, thinking about duck hunting, the main reason I wanted to to get you on the phone today is I was I was talking to you because last time we had the conversation, we we had like a small, for like part of it, we we started talking about shooting doves, and you started talking about how everyone, you know ground seems to cook doves the same way over and over and I started thinking because you know duck season down here where I'm at's at, not open yet but it's starting to open up in a lot of places and people are starting to think about waterfowl and uh every person I know and this like how I told you I said cooks waterfowl the same way like they get them they flay the breast out and they cut the breast out And then marinate them and whatever, wrap them in bacon, cream cheese, toothpick, and then throw them on the grill. And that, I mean, I think that honestly, except for other than like some gumbo or something, that might be the only way I've ever eaten ducks. And I was like, I know you would have some input on that.
1: Yeah. We were, I was just, like I said, I was just talking to, cause our season opened on Saturday Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, uh, and we were talking out of the blind and one of the guys was saying the same thing. And I was like, man, I go, Cause he was like, I don't like duck. I shoot him and give him out to people. And I go, I think he, he's like, cause duck tastes bad. And I go, here's the deal. Don't blame the animal, blame the cook. And that's, and he, he went, excuse me. And I go, just calm down. But yeah. And I think, I, I think we can definitely at least talk a little bit on some different techniques to utilize the whole bird. And yeah. Some, some fun recipes for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Cause and that's the other thing I heard too. I, I have had multiple friends. That, you know, they're big duck hunters, they love it, and they're, but they're like, nah, man, I really don't enjoy the meat. I usually just give it, you know, I have friends that eat and I give it to them. I'm like, you're insane. So, yeah, like, kind of yeah, just some ideas of what you do with it and stuff that you do other than just the basic cut the breast out, bacon, and all that business.
1: Yeah, since I've never done that. <laughs>
0: never. Yeah.
1: I, I, I've stayed true. I've never, ever wrapped anything in cream cheese, bacon, and jalapenos. Yeah. Well you're that so. you're
0: you're like within the
1: 1%. Yeah, and that 1% needs to spread. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I agree. Um, but yeah. So um what what do you like what are some of the things that you do? Like or or some some easy stuff, I guess, that you know maybe someone that you know something that you know anyone could jump into.
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is like If you, if you don't be scared to utilize the whole bird, like a lot of people I talk to, they're like, oh, I don't have the time to pluck. So I'm going to skin it or I'm going to, I'm just going to breast it out. Yeah. And to me, that's like, it's like going to the bathroom and saying, I don't have time to wipe. Like (laughs) you're, you're already in there doing the do like, just finish it out. And so for me, that's the big thing is don't be afraid. Like there's so many easy techniques, like the wax method where you pluck off all the primary feathers, leave all the down and pin. Yeah. You melt para- you know, you melt paraffin wax in a, you know, in a in a hot water pan, and you dip the duck in, in the paraffin wax, and you dip it in ice cold water, and break it off, and it looks like a store bought duck. Yeah. Like, and it, I'm like, how my four year old and my eight year old do it with me? We knock out like, you know, eight duck in like ten minutes. Yeah. And it's like, how do you not have the time for that? I know a lot more guys that spend way more time breasting out their birds. Oh, for than sure. I do Than I do plucking out my birds. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's the first thing is just utilizing your whole bird, not being scared to, uh, because the legs and the, I think legs on mallards are better than the breast.
0: Yeah. See, that's, um, that's interesting too. Cause I, I would venture to say, it's not, a, I don't like this statistic, but I would venture to say I probably like 80 to 90% of the waterfowl hunters in North America just eat the breast. I would think
1: 90, 90% to 95% of all bird hunters. Not just waterfowl. I mean, from dove to quail to chucker to right. pheasant.
0: Just eat the I breast. Mean,
1: yeah, I mean, you look at all these guys right now. They're they're stepping on wings, pulling out sage You know, the sage grouse and grouse up in Montana, and they're like, "Hey, look at this!" And I'm like, "Yeah, but you just left the meat like two legs, two wings, like two oysters. Everything just sitting there."
0: Hmm.
1: But it's a cool method to stand on the wings and pull the legs, and the breast comes off with it. But I think that's that's a huge thing is that people just that's how grandpa did it. Yeah. And that's how, and that's yeah. how great grand did it. And that's how I saw it on the sportsman's channel. Yeah. And that's how, and that's how so-and-so on my Instagram feed who has, you know, a hundred thousand followers did it. So that's how I have to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate.
1: And so, yeah, I think, I think that also, I, I think another easy step is just understanding that you don't want to mask the duck. Um, when, you, when you're wrapping it in cream cheese and bacon or jalapeno, you're masking the flavor of the duck itself. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with, with venison. I mean, I've eaten a venison popper and I'm like, where's the deer?
0: Yeah. And the yeah. thing
1: is, is that most wild game you want to cook medium rare, mm-hmm. medium. Well, it'll, the meat will cook faster than the bacon. So you're bake, to get your bacon crispy. You're overcooking your wild game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. You will overcook your wild game. If you're, if you're wrapping it in bacon to cook it, just with the little slivers of meat you're putting in there like if you're doing a whole big giant roast and wrapping the bacon to keep it moist that's a completely different story but with a little sliver of duck or a little sliver of uh goose or whatever wrapped up it's just i don't know you're mm-hmm. you're you're scared of the duck itself
0: yeah no uh, i 100 percent agree with that because i've done it before when i especially when i was younger i am like man the bacon's crispy and then the meat on the inside's medium well or well done and that's right. not what you want yeah
1: yeah, so then, so then, that's where that livery taste comes in on duck. That's where that boot leather comes in on goose. That's where that, where when when people say they don't like it, it's because it's overcooked. Right. So, um, one thing that I've been taken to is spatchcocking um, my ducks. That's where you cut out the backbone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you leave the whole duck attached after you plucked it. You cut out the backbone. You lay it flat because now what you're doing is you're creating an even cooking surface on your entire duck. Mm-hmm. You're getting that. You're getting crispy skin. You're getting you're getting the legs, you're getting the wings, you're getting all that stuff. So you're getting an even cook on it because now it's spread out. So you're not having to like worry about rotating your duck. Um, You know, Oh, I've got my breast and I got to flip it over. Now I got to render the fat. Like everything's cooking the same time, the same way, the same. And it's really, it's helped me evolve my waterfowl cooking just by cutting that backbone out because you're not gonna eat the backbone anyway. Right. Yeah. And I'll save that backbone all out of, you get seven ducks they have seven backbones mm-hmm. and you can make a ridiculous you know duck broth for soups
0: and and stews and all
1: that other stuff with just those backbones and again you're not wasting anything
0: yeah that's utilizing the whole thing hundred percent yeah uh dude what was that you, you sent me a picture when we started talking about doing this podcast the other day it was a it was some kind of a sandwich or something that you did oh, the with burger that. yeah
1: yeah dude i made a I made a ground duck burger ah. oh it was it was stupid delicious it looked, uh, it
0: looked stupid delicious <laughs> yeah i
1: made that i made that especially for mossy oak really um yeah. yeah yeah daniel called me up was like we need a duck recipe and i'm i'm thinking i'm like oh gosh i can't I, I can do a breast i can do everything else i go you know what screw it i'm gonna do what's in my head and and i made it like a like a thai duck burger so it's got like a spicy peanut dressing instead of mayonnaise on there. It's yeah. got uh, like a slaw. It's, it, it was one of those deals where like my wife legitimately doesn't like duck. I've cooked it. She just doesn't like the texture and the taste. Right. Yep. And after that burger, she's like, okay, every duck's this way. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, it takes, it takes a, a one full duck to make a burger. So they were, they're pretty big burgers. But yeah, I mean, that's another thing is people, don't think about grinding stuff
0: no it's uh, it's uh, making, when you when people think about ducks and you're right because i didn't think about it too i'm applying this just to ducks but any of that stuff people think about one method of cooking whatsoever and that's that's yeah no one ever th- i'd never thought about grinding a duck it started
1: i started grinding birds when i shot um i took a bunch of new people dove hunting mm-hmm. and we shot we shot just bucket loads of dove and a lot of the guys were from out of town or traveling or flying, and they had a couple at camp. They didn't want them, so I was just left with just a ton of dove. Right. I was like, man, you can, there's only so many ways you can do like a cute little dove. And so I sat there and just pulled Had my daughters cut all the meat off the bones, and we ground it up. And that's when I started making meatballs. I started making like uh, lettuce wraps and burger patties, all stuff. I'm like, why have we never? Yeah. Why is this never? Why has never been on anyone's radar to sit there? And, I mean, unless you're grinding it for a sausage. Right. But to sit there and you go to the store and get ground beef and ground turkey and ground chicken,
0: yeah.
1: Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you grind up? And so I've made duck chili, you know, goose chili. I've made a goose and barley stew, which I've grinded up like a bunch of just legs from the from the from the from the, the geese. Yeah. And it's just it elevates it because now you can actually season the meat properly. Right. You can right. cook it. It's it's gonna be tender because you're cooking it. You're slow cooking it in a soup or you're. Slow cooking in a chili, or you're making a burger out of it, so it's still gonna be medium rare in the middle. Like it just, and I didn't add any fat to that duck burger except for I scraped and rendered a bunch of the fat right from the, from the skin mm-hmm. and then I added that to it. Yeah, well, it was cooked because I, I cooked it in a cast iron skillet, so I actually cooked it in its own fat. Oh yeah. man, it was, I'm telling you, I, I probably gained a thousand pounds just eating one burger, but it was. <laughs> It's absolutely insane. So
0: that was one of those like between that and the picture of the uh turkey butternut squash soup you sent. I said, I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at that." Like uh like <laughs> had me drooling on my phone.
1: Yeah, and that was one of those deals too where my wife was like, "I want soup." I was like, "Ugh." And so she's like, "I want butternut squash soup." And I had a I had to do a recipe for NWTF right. for smoked a uh, smoked turkey roast. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I was like oh how good would it be to smoke the butternut like smoke the squash at the same time I'm smoking like the turkey roast and then slice up pe- oh gosh yeah uh so you had the sweetness of the sweet of the of the butternut squash you had the smokiness from your meat and then I did like a whiskey uh cranberry dressing for mm-hmm. it so you had that tartness oh man like all the flavors together were just Jeez. I don't I don't brag about many of my recipes but that one I would like <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, this is good. And my wife, like, she's like, I'm taking the leftovers to work. I'm like, no, you're, it was almost no, a fight. Ki- <laughs> almost a fight in the kitchen. Cause even, even my eight-year-old's like, I'm taking it to school in the morning. I was like, back off. Uh, so again, yeah. I think it's, I think that's just it is, is cooking, cooking your wild game for dinner. Yeah. And not for, not for a special occasion, not for, not for the game. I got guys coming over. So i make some poppers or chili, but like actually utilizing it for what it is. And like, the other night we were, like I had I don't know if you saw I I did those rattlesnake egg rolls.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I ground up like two like a giant six foot rattlesnake, got two pounds of meat off the thing. And my daughter's sitting there at this dinner party and she's just sitting there like gnawing on these egg rolls. Someone's like, I can't believe you're eating that She goes, It's just meat <laughs> And I think and I think that right there is what it's all about. It's like it's just meat.
0: Yeah. Like you know
1: but i mean those egg rolls were a huge hit every single person there was like okay make these again
0: that's the yeah that's the thing about about you man that i that i I like about you and why i like having you on the show is because like you know stuff like you know take either the rattlesnake egg rolls all the way to you know like we're talking about what you know what we started talking about is taking the you know duck poppers that everyone makes is you just like look at things and you decide to just try other things with it things that you, you know it's like we try to Take wild game and it's got to be compartmentalized. You know, it's not like in making it everyday food or cooking it for dinner, like you're talking about. That's looking at it in a whole different way. And I think that's part of why you're able to make these incredible recipes that you come up with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I made it like I'm allergic to like processed meat. You know, I can't, mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about before, I can't have beef and some of these other processed meats I can't eat. And so for me, it was a necessity of like, you need to learn to do this or you're just eating chicken for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and it's funny how many hunters I talk to that go out and fill their freezer and then still go to the grocery store and buy steaks yeah, or still go to the grocery store and buy ground beef. And I'm like, you have 300 pounds of venison and elk in your freezer. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that's, that's for this or that's for a special occasion. I'm like, so what you're saying is you went and spent 500 bucks, 800 bucks, you know, a thousand dollars to shoot your elk yeah, for, for a special occasion. And then you're still going to go spend, like, I I looked at steaks the other day just because I was like, I wonder how much they are. It's freaking expensive. Oh yeah, very. Like eight ninety, like eight ninety nine for so like a pound of like grass fed beef. Yeah, eight ninety nine, like for a pound. Yeah. I mean, my family goes through ground venison. I mean, I think we use like you know ten pounds of a, a week. I'm sitting sort there of going, man, that's that's insane that someone's spending you know a hundred dollars a week on just meat. Right. And I mean, just just for one meal, not for anything else.
0: Yeah. And, and, and man, so, like, like, let me tell you, cause, uh, and I, we, this is back during the summer and I, cause I remember I texted you about it, but like, um, and I'm, but I'm no, you know, chef or can cook like you can, but like my mother has never, you know, if you ask her if she wanted a, you know, a steak from a backstrap or a beef steak, she's going to want, she always wanted a beef steak, right? So right. I went to your website and I got, I found the super juice marinade. And I had
1: that's what that's why it's called super juice. I,
0: I agree. I agree. So I took that elk back strap and I married it. I mean, I followed it to the letter, right? And got them out and cooked them. I, I uh, reverse seared them is how I cooked the steaks. And then my mom was like, she said, I don't. She said, you know, I don't like you know venison that much. She said, but I would take this over any beef steak I've ever had because it just it was it was perfect, man. You know, and that was you know. I try to, you know, I'd probably done like the standard marinade everyone else had done, but it's just stuff like that cuz I mean it, it tasted so good. Like I've every every wild game steak, you know, I guess type thing I've done since the the chops I sent you the picture of, the french cuts. Right. They're marinating in super juice right now.
1: <laughs> and I'm t- and, it's, and it's simple ingredients. Like if you look at that recipe, you can go to Walmart grocery store and buy everything on that list. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's going to cost and it's going to cost you 5 bucks. Yeah, to make it. And I think that's that's the problem is a lot of these wild game cookbooks that are out there to look at a dish. It's like 80 bucks to make dinner.
0: Yeah, because I, yeah, I like, will admit I'm that poor. Yeah. <laughs> so when I clicked on it, I said I was thinking to myself, I was like, golly, how far am I going to have to go back searching through the house to find all the stuff for this marinade? Because I just assumed it was going to be complicated. And I looked at it I was like, oh, I can get that. You know, so I ran and got it real quick. And that is I've used it ever since.
1: And you still have those same bottles of your of your Worcestershire and your soy sauce from the very first one that you can use for
0: you know, no oh, yeah. That you
1: can keep that you can keep using, and that's and and I think that's the beauty behind it is getting back to waterfowl is people try to overcomplicate it. They try to they try to add all these depths of flavor to mask like we were talking about what duck is. Now I, now there's a difference if you're shooting a diver duck versus a mallard or or a teal. Um, you know, there's going to be a little bit different taste in shooting a mud duck. Um, that's, that smelling, looking like mud. But again, I've, I've cooked up coop that people have sat there and they've eaten it. And I'm like, they're like, wait, these are, these are, these are coot. I was yeah. like, yeah, enjoy it. I shot 25 of them while you guys were trying to get one mallard. Um, cause that's our, that's our limit here in California is 25. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's like, it's like 15 here. I think.
1: Yeah. It's just stupid. Like if it's a slow day, I'm like, I'm going to go shoot a bunch of coots. And I'll just walk around and just jump shoot a ton of coots and, you know, call it a day. And I think that's that's one of the beauties behind kind of what I'm trying to do is just like, hey, stop overthinking it. Like, just be simple, stupid. Use ingredients that are going to elevate the dish instead of dehance the dish. Like I'm about bringing out the flavor of it like that super juice marinade. You can taste the venison and you can taste all the ingredients in that in that marinade.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Like, every single bite and again, that's one of the ones I tell people like if you're afraid to try to try anything else, just marinate this. Just try this this marinade and it, it's going to change your mind. And I've done duck in that and then I've taken I've taken the marinade itself and I've like rendered it down as the duck cooks and kind of make like a you know like a slurry for it to go on top of like rice or whatever. Right. Um but yeah, I think just not being afraid. Like if it doesn't if it doesn't taste good, you, you can go out and shoot another one, yeah. especially with water, especially with water mean, There's so many birds you can shoot during the season and, and just try it. Like you'd be blown away. If you realize how many, how many dishes that I try that I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to post that one.
0: <laughs> um, it's all about trial and error, man.
1: Right. But then there's some that I like that butternut squash soup. That was the first time I tried it. And I looked at it. I was like, well, got to write that one down. <laughs> um, and so I think that's, that's where the beauty of it is. That's where the fun of cooking is for me. It's just getting people to get excited about it. I, I threw a charity auction dinner uh, for these these folks. on a bit on a dinner with me to raise money for Lyme disease. Yeah. And so we threw that on Saturday night for all of them. And there was eight people who had never eaten wild game before in their life. Yeah. And I busted out. I'm like, all right. And I busted everything. And every plate was like licked clean. And this one lady, she came with her husband. I was like, I'm not eating anything i'm just here to socialize i'm not gonna have... and i made her a plate of everything yeah and ever her plate was just lit clean and then i i made those super juice chops out of some whitetail from texas yeah and i cooked it you know medium rare she's like i don't need anything pink pink i go just take a bite if you don't like it you can spit it in my hand and she reached over to her husband's like can i finish yours and to me <laughs> that's where i get excited yeah. just like your mom and, you know just like your mom saying hey this is that had to make you feel so darn good.
0: Dude, it, like, it made here. it made me feel good, and then the first thing I did was, like, I got to text Jeremiah. I got to tell him. I was like, because that was the first time I tried that marinade. I was so happy.
1: Right. and I was super – I, like, showed my wife. She's like, uh, okay. I show her I, – but I show her texts like that all the time.
0: But
1: people <laughs> are like – I mean, my Instagram direct message and my Facebook direct message is just littered with people trying recipes and thanking me for doing it for free and thanking me for not charging them and thanking me for – getting their kids to eat wild game and when i started three years ago you know when i created from field to plate, never my wildest dreams would what i have ever even imagined that people would be eating ideas that have been in my head like <laughs> well they're good
0: ideas man they're good ideas <laughs>
1: right but you know it's just like anything else it's one of those deals where you're like hey this sounds good and i cook i'm like oh it's good and i put it out there people are like this is the greatest thing i've ever had and i'm mm-hmm. like all right well i guess it I guess it is as good as I thought it was, and or as good as my wife said it was, and that kind of stuff. So,
0: <laughs> right, yeah, dude, it hasn't. It, there's not been anything I've tried off of there yet. Which, before I go any further, we need to. So, uh, all the like the recipes and stuff that you're talking about. Um, why don't you, you know, tell everyone listening how they can find that, like your website and everything. I want to make sure they know how to get to that.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Again, like I said, with my recipes and with everything else, I try to keep it simple. So, fromfieldtoplate.com. Yep. And that's gonna get you, and that's gonna get you a, a bunch of recipes. If you sc- scroll on your, on your tablet, you know, on your phone, on your website. There's a little search thing. Type in kind of some meats. I I have a ton of recipes that are, in the works that I haven't put up there because I'm working on, just exploding on it. Right. Um, I'm also dumping a ton of recipes at mossyogc.com for them,
0: mm-hmm. um, and some cool
1: little videos. But yeah, 90% of what I post is gonna be on from, from fieldtoplate.com. Yeah. Uh, follow follow along on Instagram from fieldtoplate like i said it's pretty simple there's how-to videos on how to get those french racks we were talking i think there's even yeah. a, there's even a quick little save story on there for the super juice so yeah. even if you don't want to go to the website you can click that it has all the ingredients listed and it's well i think i sliced up some elk medallions in that recipe so um yeah it's just it's fun it's yeah. fun and it's cool and i'm 100 percent answer all direct messages even if they're stupid so feel free to ask <laughs> any question you have and I'll, I'll answer it to the best of my knowledge if i don't if I don't have the answer i'll point in the right direction to someone that does too so
0: yeah yeah dude i mean like honestly it, it's if, if y'all are listening it's every bit of worth first going and checking out the website and following on instagram because i i never even thought you know i'd seen you know you know i think i saw like uh i think you know because i followed chad mendez i saw a picture he put up i think he did some some french cuts or whatever and i just saw the cooked version but I never thought I'd try to do it until I happened to see that, that, uh, just that Instagram story that you put up. And I was like, wait a second, I can do that. So I went and did it, you know? So it's, it's every bit, if you, you know, if you are a hunter and you enjoy eating wild game, you need to check this guy out like a hundred percent. Um,
1: and I think trying to keep it simple, like I was talking about, I had a mom direct message me this, her husband hunts, she doesn't, she's gone out with a couple times, but mm-hmm he had a deer hanging up and she saw that little post video and she's like, I got to do that. And so she filmed herself doing it like step-by-step, step, put it up on her Facebook and like tagged me in it. And I was laughing at these comments cause she's just this, this mom from the city who's butchering <laughs> a deer in her backyard. And awesome. She homeschools her, she, she sent me a private message. She homeschools her kids and they were at some uh like group, group gathering outing with a bunch of other homeschool families. And uh, she said a bunch of boys cause I was like, my mama showed me the picture of you gotten that deer oh we love you miss heather <laughs> and she goes these are these are kids that never came up and talked to me she, and she goes i never thought i would ever be touching raw meat on an animal let alone like creating beautiful dishes for my family at home right. and, yeah i mean to me it's like i almost i got all teary-eyed going "Man, that's i, I can I, I can stop doing what i'm doing if like just just from that one post like yeah Dude, that's like it, so great. It, yeah. And and like for you too, like, I mean, I remember when Chad was doing it and I was texting Chad how to do it and, and then you sit there and you see him and people are getting excited about it and it's, I don't know, it's just a fun, it's a fun time to be in this industry because people are getting, they're getting away from the head on the wall and getting to like the story and the food. And I'm like, yes, finally, like
0: yeah.
1: the, the, the head on the wall is gorgeous and it's beautiful to look at and there's a story behind it. I'm not knocking it. I got, I got dead heads all over my wall. Right. But when you sit around at a table and my daughters are telling you the, the story about the Turkey that mm-hmm. we shot as yeah. we're eating it. Like to me, I'd care less about that fan and that beard at that moment when my daughters are excited about, we went out and shot that Turkey together. Mm-hmm. And same thing. And I think that's why waterfowl hunting is, it's such a big draw to a lot of hunters is because of the community. That's oh yeah. Them. Yeah. I was well, sitting, in a, sitting in a blind for seven hours with four dudes laughing hysterically when someone misses a duck that's you know three feet in front of their face yeah yeah like that just that just builds it so to be able to come home and not just wrap it in bacon but actually cook a meal and tell the story of the hunt right like to me that's just the epic aspect of the culinary side of hunting
0: yeah i couldn't agree more my friend that's why i wanted you to come on and talk about it i could not agree more oh man i have enjoyed this conversation i really have dude thank you for coming on again i really i really appreciate it
1: man any, anytime i i just like talking to you it's like a good conversation piece
0: yeah man absolutely i enjoy it so uh guys again if you if you haven't checked out jeremiah's stuff go from from field to plate.com check out his instagram as well um again you still have i mean last time i'm sure you still have like a 100 percent response rate on your direct messages correct that is my goal yeah and so yeah absolutely man so hit him up on there Uh, If you have any questions for us over here at Primo's, you can do the same thing. You can direct message our Facebook or Instagram. I hope you all have enjoyed this conversation. I hope you all go on the the website or the Mossy Oak website and look up some of those recipes. But that's going to be all for us for now. So thank you all for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.